Today, I got my good friend Matthew Lugay here, um, business owner of DET, Do Extraordinary Things. Uh, he's a good friend of mine. Met him through another good friend of mine, and uh, all together, there's probably about five or six of us that are very close, and we've grown very close over a good amount of time. And uh, yeah, today, I'm just going to be talking with Matt about mainly growth. Uh, we might try to try to trickle into other uh, other topics here. We're just kind of going to see where the conversation goes, but we're going to start with growth. So, Matt, welcome. Thank you. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> I guess big thing on growth for me is uh, I've started to realize that there's multiple types of growth and not just singular. And I think we had this conversation a little while ago. For sure. But um, – in terms of like relationship growth, because I just mentioned relationships, so that's the first thing on my mind now. Um, relationship growth, uh, you kind of have to know that, you know, there's independent growth that you have to kind of go through, and then there's dependent growth that you have to kind of have that other person with you to go through, right? And I'm sure you've, you know, seen yourself go through a handful of, of those experiences, both independent and dependent, and it's pretty interesting, right? Because like I myself haven't had to really had a, a lot of opportunities to do dependent growth or codependent growth, I should have said. Um, so I kind of want to get your insight on like any of those situations or like what you've pulled from it and how you recognize it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's like you said, we've had these conversations, but just to kind of really break it down, the whole like dependent versus independent, that was something I didn't really understand until probably... Honestly, it was in like the last year, year yeah. and a half. Because, um, I mean, just to kind of backtrack, it's like I was in a relationship for so long at a young age. Uh, it was a five-year relationship. So you don't really, like, get a whole grasp. I mean, you're just coming out of high school, still in high school. Like, you're at that that age of, like, what, 17 to 21. You yeah. don't really know anything. Yeah. You think you do. <laughs> I mean, especially when it comes to growth. Those are, like, prime growth years. Yeah. So it's like being in that long-term relationship, you're just kind of, like, winging it you know, taking it day by day. And when things don't work out, you don't know what the heck to do. So yeah. like going through that breakup, it was like, I don't know if it was me that needed to grow, if it was the other person. And then at that point, like you're immature, you start blaming the other person, like, oh, I'm fine, you know, yeah. and not really attacking the issue. Um, you get into one or another relationship, never had that opportunity to grow. That one fails. And then it's like, now I'm in a really healthy relationship, but it took a lot of work because that work was mostly the time needed to realize, okay, there's a difference between those past relationships and needing to grow and how to grow. I didn't grasp that the first half of my relationship now. Yeah. So it was hectic and it was hard because it was almost like one past traumas that you didn't let go. You hold on to one person and think that everybody's the same when they're not. So that's like one aspect of growing is like realizing that it's not always the other person. Yeah. Um, being able to step back and realize when you're wrong or being able to compromise, like those are all things that I feel like I want to say are stages of independent growth because you have to be able to break it down and realize that just because I want something doesn't mean that the other person's going to want the same thing. But how can we make that work? I guess it's like I say independent, but I guess I could be both. Yeah, because you know? you're kind of doing like a self-realization of like checking yourself where you're just like, you know, you get caught up and really excited in something that you want to do with the relationship. Yeah. Right? But 
in that sense, you have to take consideration of what that other person wants. Exactly. But a lot of the time, you know, you were always used to just go, go, go on your own dime. But, you know, yeah, you had to really slow yourself down and, and realize, like, wait, like, you know, she might want something else and she might want this for me, but not right now. Or, yeah. you know, it just it just all kind of depends on that other person, not a hundred percent on that other person, but you know, their opinion and their 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 wants and their needs kind of weigh into your into your life choices now. So exactly. Yeah. And it's like I guess we're like what I was trying to really get at with that point was like when you want something you have to be able to compromise in that relationship too. Like, don't give up on your dreams, first off. Yeah. But automatically don't assume that that person's going to want the exact same thing that you do. Yeah. So it's like you really have to be able to grow within yourself and your relationship to talk to your significant other. Yeah. And tell them, hey, this is what I want to do and stick by that. But at the same time, be able to take criticism constructive criticism if someone is just completely doesn't believe in you that's probably not the best relationship to be in yeah but don't automatically assume if someone's coming at you and it's like hey i don't really know if you're going about this the right way that they're doubting you they're not right you know they're they're there if, they, if someone is actually there for you loves you whatever they're going to say those things they're going to feel more comfortable saying those things yeah because they want the best for you but also right. they want the best for your relationship yeah and they're not going to be some blind supporter that's just like yeah man you're killing it you're doing great yeah you know especially when like you might even know that you're not exactly you know? and like your <clears throat> your significant other should be there for you to just say like hey like just so you know you know when you told me you wanted to start det you know you said you wanted x y and z with it you want to do all these different things with it but right now I'm seeing you do, you know, something that's kind of straying from that. Are you still on that path of X, Y, and Z or, or did you change up and like, what's the deal? Yeah. You know, and having that there is amazing. Yeah. Right. But like you're saying too, being able to recognize it is super important. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's, that's pretty nuts. I actually have a story that I can kind of relate to that through like a business aspect rather than a relationship yeah. <clears throat> where a good friend of mine, wanted to start a business with me and <clears throat> he approached with like a really good idea and I liked it a lot. And, uh, you know, he's a numbers guy. So he's always telling me like, yeah, I'll, I'll believe it with the numbers. So I told him, I was like, if you have numbers, like let's crunch them. Right. Right. You know, cause five years of engineering school, like essentially all that gave you, not all that gave you, but a lot of what they use to train you is story problems with math and physics and science and whatever. Right. So you have to be able to set up like, an equation basically and, and solve it out that, that accurately describes whatever that story problem is, right. To get to the solution that you want, not a determined solution already. Right. So we go and we start to crunch these numbers and, um, you know, I told them, I was like, yeah, it all makes sense. Like everything's making sense here. But you know, at the end of the day, like if we're both making like, you know, 40 grand a pop at the end of the year, I don't think it's worth it right now for me to quit my job where I'm making, you know, more than double that. Yes. Right. To kind of live on my own and live on my own terms and be my own person. Cause I can live within my means and, and make more than that and save more than that while I'm working for a company right now. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm not <clears throat> in the market to kind of take a huge major setback to be very uncomfortable for a long period of time. Right. Just to kind of, build from that stage where right now I'm living in a, or I'm, I'm living in a good situation, working in a good situation where I'm very comfortable with my job and like 
you, you know, I was telling him, like, you can't really like, – with this situation, you can't convince me. Right. You know, it's not, like, a bad idea or anything. But at the time, he was taking it as, like, oh, you just think you're smarter than me and this and that. And I was like, bro, like, you got to calm down. Yeah. Like, that's not what I'm getting at. Yeah. What I'm getting at is that, like, if you can get better numbers that are accurate, you know, we can crunch them and, and get through it and finally come out to a reasonable price, right, where we're both living really well and we're both happy with what we're doing, then yeah, you know, I'll consider leaving my job for this or doing that. Right. You know, but <clears throat> you know, it's, it's, it's stuff like that. It's like, I'm trying to take his, his best wants and needs into consideration and my best wants and needs into consideration and see what we can work with. Right. Yeah. Like, and we both came to that conclusion that it's just not the time to do this right now, or I shouldn't be the business partner that he should currently be working with. Exactly. You know, it's not like I hate him or I burn that bridge or anything. It's just like, you know, this is a situation, you're passionate about it, right? But it doesn't exactly align with the things that I want to do. Because this was before I even started the podcast. Right. Right. And I told him, I was like, I have my own goals and my own dreams. And like, the way I want to run a business, and I kind of stole this line from you actually, was I want to be rich enough to put food on people's tables rather than take food off people's tables. Exactly. Right. And maybe his his uh, goal as like a millionaire or whatever didn't align with that. So, <clears throat> you know, I, I just told him that and we kind of came to like terms to just agree to disagree on it, you know? And like, it's not like I see him all the time. He's still a great friend of mine. It's not like we burned a bridge or anything. It's yeah. just like, and that's a good thing because like, I feel like, like really breaking it down, like going to into business relationships and stuff like that. I mean, when you really think about it, money is something that is probably one of the most stressful things, period. Like yeah. 99% of the stress that people go through for, through a certain extent comes through some type of financial issue yeah. whether it's like support whatever so like if you're going into business with someone and those goals don't align that's a big part of growth is being able to like accept that you know like yeah. admit, like okay you know we're not seeing this um it's okay for us to kind of step back and let's not do it right now <laughs> but the big thing that you touched on where i think a lot of people mess up on is they don't realize, and this isn't even just like regarding relationships, this is just in general. No, the word no doesn't mean it's never going to happen. It just means not now. Yeah. So like that, honestly, that one thing right there changed my whole entire perspective on a whole bunch of things in life. Yeah. So like how you said, for example, like, do I think that this can get me to the point where we're both making $40,000 a year? Am I going to quit my job? No. And now he's like, oh, well, then I don't know if we should do it. Just because you're here not now doesn't mean, no, we're yeah. never doing this. Yeah. You know? And that's the thing, too. It's like we're two very young, business-oriented people, yeah. right? Our capacities might not, you know, be able to, to, to satisfy that. Yeah. You know? So I would rather grow as, you know, a business owner, a leader, or whatever, right? Somebody who's, who's a project manager or, or do whatever for X amount of years, mm -hmm. right? And then get into that on the sidewalk where I don't have to quit my job and now I have two sources of income or multiple sources exactly. of income, right? That would be outstanding to me. Um, <clears throat> and that's kind of where we're at. And like where you just said, like, no doesn't mean it's never going to happen. No means not now. Like there's one thing that I've started to realize in my personal relationships with like with other, with women, with uh, my friends, with like everyone, you know, my coworkers, everyone is that like you well, I personally want to start associating myself, and I have, with people that look for long-term investment in whatever the re relationship is. 100%. Right? Like, 
there's a lot of people that I know and that I've been with, right, that kind of quit on me because of a certain situation or circumstance, mm -hmm. right? And those situations and circumstances are no longer really an issue in my life anymore, right? They're no longer a roadblock for me or any potential partner, right. whether it's, you know, a girlfriend, best friend, coworker, whatever, right? And, you know, I get past those things and I'm like, wow, that really, like that alone really made them quit. Like, you know, that's, it shouldn't really be the, the, uh, the mindset that they should be taking. Cause like, you know, when you present somebody and this could be anybody with an opportunity for growth and they keep saying like, yeah, I want to grow with somebody. I want to do this. I want to do that. Are they really looking for growth? Because in my head, if, if you see an opportunity to grow with somebody like, you know, in any situation and that's what you really want, you jump at it. Yeah. Right. Rather than like use that as the excuse to shy away from the relationship in general. Right. Right. So like when I see that, um, you know, I, I started noticing that in a lot of people that I'm talking to and I'm like, okay, well, like, you know, yeah, they're still a good person, right? Mm -hmm. They're still a great person. But at the end of the day, like, maybe they're not too honest with themselves, you know, and that may have caused them to be dishonest with me, or that may have caused them to be dishonest with, you know, anybody. And that's kind of the source of why they backed out of the situation. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I'm starting to kind of realize, like, you know, with you and the guys in the group chat, like, all of you guys never really back down from anything, right? And there's times where we all want to question, like, whatever it is. Like, I know I've had countless conversations about the podcast, right? Like, I don't know if I should do it. I think I'm too nervous. I don't want this or that to happen, you know? And every time I've come to you guys with that, it's always been positive reinforcement and not like, no, bro, you can do it. Like, no, it's like straight up, like you're the guy to do it. Yeah. You know, like you guys like show me that I'm the person that I need that I, that needs to do this. Right. Exactly. And it's vice versa with all of us. Right. Like say, you know, like Alex wants to start his own stream or, or do this or, or do whatever it is. Like now his plans are incorporated in mine. Right. Or like with, with boss. Right wants to really double down on the engineering, you know, I'm all for it. Right. You know, now we're sitting here and telling him like, well, what can you do to be that, that guy in engineering? Right. And that's where we go to in other situations where it's like relationships or we're stressed or whatever the case is. It's never like, Oh, you're just being a bitch, dude. Like you got to man up and do that. No, it's always like, all right, bro, let's get into it. Exactly. Like, tell me how you're feeling about it. Let's let's really get into how this is this is affecting your life because, you know, like we're concerned about you. We want to hear, you know, your concerns. And if we can untangle them for you, then we will. Yep. But if we can't, then we're going to put you in the right, we're going to point you in the right direction to get that untangled for you. And then that's, that's it. I mean, that's literally it because I feel like a lot of, I can't necessarily my life say my life. Um, obviously, high school is different. Everybody's young. I mean, you're kind of just trying to get by. You know, you're trying yeah. to make sure you have like the most friends and people like you and so on and so forth. But it's like coming out of high school and seeing like the path that a lot of people that you were once associated with went. It's like they were still focused on keeping those same people around, even if they didn't benefit them in some way. Yeah. And I don't mean that to sound like selfish. Like all the relationships that I'm in benefit me in some way. And it doesn't mean like a monetary or like any type of like um, selfish benefit. Like I'm saying, like, for example, our friend group, yeah. we push each other to be better. Yeah. I, my relationship, constant pushing the, each other to be better. Yeah. You know, it's not like where I've been in relationships in the past where it was like, okay, I'm here. 
you're here, but I want to get there. Oh, and now once I get here, now you're trying to focus to out beat like outwork. It's not a competition. Yeah, no, no need to you be know? competitive in relationships. Not yeah. at all, man. And that's the thing is like I feel like some people are so focused on either one being better than who they're with. Like, I mean, we know people who want to be the best in the room at all times. Yeah. I don't want to be in that same room. Yeah. You yeah, know, to be honest, yeah. I, I don't yeah. because it's like at that point, like once you've reached the point where you're the best person in the room, you have nothing else left to learn. You can't be better. Yeah. Like at that point, everyone's looking up to you. You have nothing to chase. They're chasing you. Yeah. And not necessarily saying that's a bad thing, but that's just not where I want to be. And that's the same thing like with us, like in our group, like no one's going to do the work for us, you know, and it took me a long time to find not even necessarily find a group of friends because I've been friends with the same people for a long time. I keep those people in my circle. Yeah. But it takes a long time for you to be able to weed people out to see who are the ones that will keep you on top of your game and will also not only keep you on top of your game, but if you're falling back, be like, hey. Pick it up. What's going on, man? Yeah. Or you're going through a hard time. Hey, let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Not like, oh, that sucks. Like, for example, I, well, I lost my grandpa a couple years back and I had some friends that just reached out and they're like, Sorry for your loss. I don't want to hear that. Ask me how I'm doing. Yeah. Let's have a conversation about really something. Really check it out. Yeah. yeah. Really check up on me. Like, let's talk yeah. about, like, something other than just, I'm sorry for you. Like, hey, man, how's it going? You know? Like, how are you feeling? Yeah. yeah let, or or let's yeah. talk about something else. Like, what do you, like, for example, I was in Texas when it happened. When my, my grandma, I'm from Houston. Yeah. Um, so I was in Texas when it happened. And I was there for a while. And my closest friends, my, my two best friends reach out to me and they're like, yo, let's just talk. You know, I'm, my phone's blowing up with people telling me that they're sorry and I get it. I'm sorry too. But I don't need that. I just want to talk to someone. Yeah. Take my mind off of what's going on. I actually check in and care about who I am. And I feel like a lot of people, like it's sad to say, don't have those type of relationships with their friends. Mm -hmm. You know, and I mean, that's why I'm fortunate that we have that. Um, I'm able to be there for you guys, just vice versa. You guys are able to be touching back on like relationships that benefit me. It's just, I feel like that's something that you need. Bro, it's, it's insane. It's like going back to the, uh, friends from high school and stuff. Like I can resonate so hard with that. Cause yeah. you know, there's a good point in my life where, you know, I'm going to school with the same guys, seeing them every day. Right. I've known them since we were like seven Right, and we're doing our own things. And, like, we kind of grew apart just a little bit. Like, I don't talk to him as much as I used to, but the love is still there. Yeah. Right? This is somebody that I'll literally do anything for. Right. Right? He just has to call me. He has to text me. and just let me know. You know, um, that's the thing. It's just, like, his goals, right, and everything that he wants to do don't necessarily align with the things that I want to do. Mm -hmm. Some of them do, but some of them don't. Right? And, um, you know, I just kind of respected that. It's not that we grew apart. It's just that, like, we're kind of taking our own paths right now. And it's, it would be nice to have his company, you know, but at the same time, it's like I kind of got to shy away from that or pull away from that because there's things that I have to do Yeah. that, you know, if I were to have his company, that would hold me complacent in some ways, you know, and there's just times where it's like you got to be very selfish and, and do the thing that you want to do. You do. Right. And, you know, he doesn't hold me accountable for that in, like, in a negative way he understands and like vice versa. Like I don't hold them accountable. Like, Oh, why aren't you texting in? Like, I don't care about that. You know, like I can go literal months without seeing some of my best friends. Like one of my best friends lives in Seattle. I talk to him every now and then, but like we don't have a sit down conversation sometimes over the course of years. Yeah. And you know, when I go and I sit down and I hang out with him, it's like I saw him yesterday. 
you pick right you know, back up. To exactly. Yeah. Like that relationship is very strong still. So it's just, I have a lot of strong relationships that have outlasted quite a lot. Like, well, just outlasted me. Right. Like they, they've been straight up lifelong relationships. I'm only 25. Yeah. It's right. Crazy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, like you don't really wrap your head around it all. I mean, like, and that's something that I was kind of honestly, just like how you said you had close friends that you were with, you said seven, right? Yeah. 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 Some even longer. Yeah. And I'm in the same boat where it's like, <sighs> you go through these stages, especially like when you start taking on more responsibility, doing more, you know, like podcast business, whatever. Yeah. You start almost like feeling bad because you don't, you can't associate with those people the same way you did at one point. But you can't forget about those people either mm. unless they like, you know, unless they do something really bad or whatever. Like, yeah. for example, one of my best friends, man, like for a minute there, I kind of thought I'm like, man, we're just kind of leveling in a different way. But then we get together and it's like, no, we're still the same that we were. Yeah. It's like you start forgetting that just because it's not some type of value in a sense of like he's trying to help me be better. No, I mean, we get together and it's like mental peace. Something yeah. as simple as that, yeah, man. Like lets me, okay, get away from all the stress of like thinking about business work and all that. And we can just sit there and BS yeah. for like a couple no, yeah, hours. It's, it's you an know? escape from reality. It lets you, I talked about this quite a bit on the last pod. It lets you be a kid again. Yeah. I guess I wanted to go back to the uh, whole kind of relationship thing and kind of really idealizing or, or, or visualizing what that really means is like when you do start a relationship, because I feel like a lot of people don't understand what that is. So a lot of the time, two people jump into a relationship as two individuals. Mm -hmm. And this kind of relates back to what you were saying, where it's just like you're very competitive in the relationship. Um, you know, in my ideal relationship, you know, what, what you kind of go into is like you and this other person, if you are in a relationship, now you kind of represent each other, mm -hmm. right? Her actions represent you in some way, shape or form and vice versa. Um, you know, a lot of people don't really get that. And what's so important about that is that, like, you now carry a lot of responsibility and it doesn't present itself until sometimes after it's way too late. Yeah. You know, and I'm not saying, like, way too late as in, like, oh, so-and-so so cheated or so-and-so did that or the other thing. It's, like, you start to move as if you're still single in the sense of, like, your dreams and your goals and your aspirations, right? But you know, you're leaving that other person in the dust. And now you're just saying like, well, what the hell are you doing? Like, I thought you were on board with this. Why are you all the way back there? Like, come on, catch up. Yeah. And the whole thing is like, you know, they might be on a completely different mindset than you in the sense of the relationship on its own, because they're super supportive in whatever you're doing, or they might not be super supportive in whatever you're doing because they're focused on themselves as well. Mm -hmm. But like, if you have that idea of, yes, now we're kind of moving as a unit together you know, that's where the real growth in the relationship starts because you're not an independent person anymore per se, because now you represent somebody else yeah. at all times. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, 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 dude, I can relate to that so much. Um, cause in the beginning of my relationship now that, that I'm in right now, I was that, you know, like in the beginning, not necessarily moving, like I was single, but I guess how you touched on like the business side of it, I was kind of focused on just what I wanted to do, my goals, my aspirations, how that looked for me. Yeah. Not worrying about how that looked for who I'm in a relationship with too. And I mean, it's like, it's hard to, 
it's crazy because like in the beginning, you want everybody to be on your side. Drop what you're doing. Focus on me, you know? Yeah. Especially when you're f like fresh into that relationship because my, I mean, man, I've been in my relationship now since 2019. And that's when, I mean, I was working a part-time job. I had these aspirations of doing big things, you know, starting a business, doing this, doing that, whatever. And it was like, I was so wrapped up in that mindset of, I got to do whatever I have to do to make sure I make it. And I held that on until like probably a year and a half into the whole relationship, that whole mindset. Jeez. Meanwhile, she's over here doing all these accomplishments. I mean, she's going to school, she's, you know, working, she's trying to figure everything out. And it's like, yeah, that's cool. You're doing all that, but look at what I'm doing. Yeah. And that's not right. Yeah. You know, and it's like when you're so wrapped up in that, you don't realize that that's not right. So, I mean, like, again, she's going through school I'm and doing all that. Meanwhile, I just started getting the business together, getting it rolling, yeah. you know? And it's like, she would tell me things and I'd be like, you don't know what you're talking about. You're not doing this. That's not, again, that's yeah. not right. Yeah. Especially yeah, if you, if someone that you're with is trying to be there for you in what you're doing right. and like support your goals and you're so focused on yourself yeah. to a point where you're like, no, what you're saying doesn't make any sense. It's not what I want to do. Yeah. Bro, that's not, that's not how a relationship works. Cause at the end of the day, she's putting in her input. Like it was over stupid things too. It wasn't necessarily over like, oh, this product's off. Even though I had those conversations, I get salty over that shit. Right. Yeah. But it was more so of things like, hey, you need to be working a little bit harder. Like, you have this goal, but you're not pushing yourself hard yeah. enough. And it's like, you get offended. Yeah. What do you mean I'm not doing this? Yeah. You you don't do what I do. And it's almost like they're trying <laughs> to be a good partner, but you're not allowing them yeah. because you're so wrapped up on, like, yeah. yourself. Yeah. You well, know? I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, we, we were saying this earlier, like, you need to have those blunt conversations, that brutal honesty, yeah. right, to really kind of understand what somebody's saying or, like, what the situation is. Yeah. Right? Like, back at that time, correct me if I'm wrong, this is when you were doing, like, the GNC stuff, right? You were working at uh, the, the the what is it called, the uh, supplement store. You're kind of doing, was it another job as well, like, two different jobs? Yeah, man, I was, I was mopping floors at a gym, dude. Right, like, okay. So GNC like, and mopping floors. You know, like, you were doing those things, and then you were putting some energy into DET, right? And then she notices that, oh, Matt's, you know, and correct me if I'm wrong, right? Matt might be playing on the game a little too long, or Matt might be out with his friends a little too long, and he's always talking about DET and how it needs to grow and do this other stuff. Yeah. And he's just, hopes and aspirations and now she's thinking well maybe i should chime in and like kind of remind him yeah you know and then she tells you that and you're just like the fuck like who are you <laughs> talking to exactly <laughs> you know what i mean and you know she can even call you out on like well yeah i noticed you played you know cod for four or five hours the other day when you know you were just before that you were complaining about how you're not making sales or, yeah like you're not doing this or you know you're out with your boys up until like 4 a.m but you really excuse me you really need to spend a lot of time on like contacting your manufacturers who are in china <laughs> you know especially like the times that we'd be playing those games dude it's like yeah i could really be getting some work exactly done, you know? yeah so like when she throws that input in there and then you're just like who the fuck are you talking to yeah, exactly you know, like, that's messed up you know it's not especially because like you need to be able to recognize that this person's had like really has your best interest in mind yeah and see this is a thing too like again circling around the whole growth thing because i mean we could drill on this topic forever man because yeah. there's so much that goes into it but it's like you really have to grow to get past the, tr the toxic traits 
Because I don't, I, I don't care what anybody says. Everyone has them. Everybody has them. Especially when you go through things in other relationships. Like my biggest, my my biggest advice to anybody is do not look at the new person that you're with and think that they are a reflection of the person that you were with before. Yeah. Nobody is the same. And bro, I still struggle with that. And, and it's so <laughs> hard to grasp because especially when you go through things for a long time. Yeah. Like for example, when she would come at me saying like, you spend too much time with your friends. She wasn't really saying that. The toxic trait of my trait my brain was telling me she's saying that. What she's really saying is, hey, I know you enjoy spending time with your friends, but maybe you should start doing the things that are going to benefit you to get you in a better spot. Yeah. But in my head, I'm like, oh, you just want me to spend all my time with you and just say forget my friends. You want me to not have a social life at all. Right. And that is so wrong, dude, because yeah. at that point, it's like you have someone and this now I can speak about this like with a clear head because, again, I was going through this for a long time, like thinking like that. Yeah. It's like you're sitting there telling someone like, hey, I want you to be that person in my life for the long run. And I want us to attack these goals together. But at the same time, I don't want you to, to help Don't me point all. out the bad stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't need that. I got yeah. this. And I'm going to do what I want to do. And it doesn't work. Yeah. Because like if if I were and I've been in that that position before where you're trying to help someone grow and they keep on giving you pushback. Bro. But it's like you don't once you start going through it. You don't start thinking about how it feels. You start thinking only about how you feel. And that again, that's wrong. Yeah. You know, because if I were to, like, say tables were turned. She was spending a lot of time with her friends, doing whatever. And she had these big goals and aspirations. And I'm like, hey, you keep on going out and doing whatever, playing games and not studying. You're not going to become a nurse. And if she were to come back at me, like, are you in school? I mean, I am I'm not nursing school, but you know, like saying stuff like that, like, do you know what I go through? I'd feel pretty bad too. Yeah. I'd, at that point, I'd be like, I don't know if this is the relationship that I want right. to be in. Right. And man, that took so long to realize. Yeah. Cause I mean, dude, it's super important in like just delivering a message, right? Like, yeah. Like, you know, in your head, you're thinking like, yeah, I'm offended, but at the same time, that offense comes from like, Fuck, she's right. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, when you see that, you don't know how to say, like, well, you just get too emotional. Yeah. You know, and that emotion takes over, and that's when you you really get into it, and then you just say the first thing that comes to your mind. Exactly. Right. I, in my head, I always try to kind of pull myself out of those those emotional situations, not figuratively. I physically pull myself out of the situation and tell them, like, look, I'm just really mad right now. Mm-hmm. I need to go and like cool off and just collect my thoughts and, and, you know, really come back to this where we can have like a discussion. But yeah. back when I was younger, it was like, oh, you're taking a stab at me. Well, like I'll take a bigger stab at you. And then it gets to a point where things get sad that can't be taken back. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's because just that's not... like when you say emotional things like that, yeah. it shows that you really thought that about that person in some way, shape, or form, or you're taking something that they trusted you with and you're using it against them. Which is so wrong. Yeah, especially if it's an insecurity. Mm -hmm. Because that, like, man or woman, that just shatters someone. Yeah. You know, because you find a lot of, uh, well, no, you confide in that person quite a bit. You share a lot of intimate moments with that person, right? Mm -hmm. And it's things that you just do naturally as a person that they might attack you on. Things that, like, you love to do or you think are fun or goofy or whatever. Yeah. And then they just tell you, like, oh, no, that's fucking stupid. I yep. always hated that. Yeah. You know? And then, like, that's just, like, bro, like, 
why like why would you ever say that to me you know exactly. what i mean so like yeah like once it gets to that that escalation level it's like you're you're walking on eggshells you know like the wire's really thin yeah <laughs> and i mean like a lot of that too is just like it ha- i mean let's be real it happens in relationships all the time yeah you know like it and some people can recover from it some people can't but when you go through those moments one you have to take accountability like i've said things to my girlfriend that i wish i never said yeah dumb things that i wish i never did nothing like super super like okay this is it and yeah. you know but like things that i wouldn't appreciate yeah and that was like the big thing in the beginning is like the lack of accountability and this goes this not even like this can go towards relationships but this can also go towards everything in life because everybody always want no one wants to be wrong everybody always wants to like put the blame on someone else like i mean you're in work you're, you're working you're an engineer someone does something wrong on a project they're quick to blame someone else well if you would have done this right yeah then this whole thing would have happened no, no dude yeah. if you would have just actually stuck to what you said you were going to do or what you know you should have done do the right thing yeah you're good yeah and that goes like to relationships you know you're not supposed to attack your partner yeah you know, like, even if you do get out of line, fess up to it, man. Right. Yeah, because, you know, you kind of go into it, into those situations, and when you come out of it as the victim, yeah, you know, you don't want to hear, oh, I'm sorry about what happened. You know, that's not taking accountability. No, it's not. It's not. You want to hear, hey, I screwed up. I said this thing. I shouldn't have said that. I was being way too emotional. Mm-hmm. You know, you said something that got me riled up. And I took my anger out on you. And I'm sorry about that. Exactly. You know, there's no like, oh, you know, it, it shouldn't have happened, but you said this. And, you know, it's kind of your fault that I said that. Like, no. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, sure, yeah, you did get hurt. But if you're the one who's delivering that, like, devastating blow to somebody, it's your fault. 100%. You know, even if you were being attacked in, in, in the initial stages of the conversation, if you're going that far out of line – to shut somebody up, it's your fault. Yeah. And that's, yeah. And that, I mean, I can't even sit there and make it sound like I'm perfect. I struggle with that still. Yeah, dude. Like accountability, I think, is one of the hardest things, like, for anybody to really grasp. It's embarrassing because it's, when you fuck up like that, Yeah, you're dealing with embarrassment, mm-hmm. right? You're dealing with, like, oh, I was wrong, and I was, like, I held my nose up so high, and yeah. everybody was, like, fuck is this guy doing exactly (laughs) yeah yeah and there's just a bunch of different small things where it just like shows how like ignorant you were to the whole situation Mm -hmm. right and then you know you you thought of yourself as like this all-knowing like all-powerful being and then the most minor inconvenience just tripped you up oh yeah right and then it's just like oh fuck yeah how am i supposed to explain that (laughs) and it's dude i mean especially when this is the thing that i used to get to like, me, me and my girlfriend would get in these arguments where she would get mad at something, and I would be like, but it's so small. Yeah, sure, it's small to me. It's not small to her. Yeah. So it's like, take the accountability, again, keyword accountability, yeah. to realize, like, yeah, you may not look at this as being a big deal, but don't disregard someone else's feelings. If they're coming to you and telling you that something bothered them, listen. Yeah. You know, like what's small to me could be huge to someone else and vice versa. Mm. I, dude, I get mad over little things. I know I do. And it's like things where even like I can take a step back and be like, yeah, it probably was a little small. You know, like I should have chilled. 
But in that moment, it was a big freaking thing. Yeah. So who am I to tell someone else that what they're feeling is, nah, you're just, Dude. you're overreacting. Yeah. And that like, there's a thing that a lot of guys do as problem solvers in, in relationships is that like, and I've done this before where like your girlfriend comes up to you and she says like, you know, she just wants to vent. Mm -hmm. Right. Or she actually is looking for a solution. And she comes up to you and she says, oh, I'm, I'm having trouble with, like, this thing at work. And, you know, like, it's just bothering me. Yeah. Right. And almost every guy, right, like, is, like, they have their phone in their hand and, like, they don't even look up from it. And they just have this their, their significant other right across from them saying all this stuff. And then they just go, oh, well, why don't you just do this and, like, brush it off. Yeah. Right. And they don't even bat an eye to it. But the thing is, is, like if you're really that much of a problem solver and you really give a shit about that person that much, you should start to get into it, right? Like, oh, why is it bothering you? Oh, what's the situation? Let's see if we can figure it out together. Yeah. Right? Let's let's sit down and, and like, really pull it apart so, like, we know what's going on. Yeah. You know, if my input can help, then great. But if not, then, like, I'll just be the guy to listen to. Like, that, yeah. that can listen to whatever you have to say. Right? Like, I, I will never be that guy in that situation where it's just like, oh, you know, you can just do it this way. You know, like, no, like, if you want to do it a certain way and you're my girlfriend or my wife or, or whatever, let's talk about it. Let's mm -hmm. figure it out. Because, like, I give you and the rest of the guys that same kind of, kind of energy. Why wouldn't I give that to somebody I care about? Yeah. Right? And it's not – I know I'm saying this as, like, a man in a man's role, but it's very applicable on both ends. You know, not with just being, like, the problem solver, just with, like, huge thing right now is men's mental health. Right? Men are too afraid to talk about their feelings because yeah, a lot man. of the time when they confide in somebody, they invest, mm -hmm. you know, and when they invest in the now, you know, say that person backs out of the relationship, it's too hot for them or it's too, too much, right? Too much, too much to handle. They back out right away. And then yeah. that discourages that man to invest in another person, right? That it's a really rough, I guess, cycle to, to fall into because it, changes so many people and it affects their coping mechanisms so negatively yeah that like it it's like it i won't say it's the source of the situation like the men's mental health situation that we're in right now because that just goes way back yeah but it's a big thing that's happening currently because a lot of the time you'll see people online kind of take pride in being savage or being a dick or like being a fuck boy or just like a girl that doesn't have time for anybody. Like it's, it's on both ends. Yeah. You know, 100%. Like, yeah. No, so I mean like not, not to cut you off, but like really diving into the men's mental health part of it. Um, I feel like in a relationship you have to be with someone who supports that. And in the past, I never really had that man. Dude. Like never had that. Dude. Now I'm like, I can't even tell you how grateful I am to be in the relationship that I am because the person that I'm with now wants the absolute best for me both ways and was actually the person that got me out of that toxic like no i need to figure everything out on my own because like dude i went through a real like a real real long dark time of just like taking on not only all of my responsibilities and problems but also taking on other people's problems and trying to figure it out and no one ever like really giving me that reciprocation 
to a point where like I even still go through it. Like if I'm going through a really hard time, usually I'll shut out for a little bit. Yeah. Like I'll I'll I won't respond in the group chat for a little bit yep. or you guys won't hear from me for a little while. And nine times out of ten, it's because I'm really going through something and I'm trying to get to a place where I can figure it out on my own. Yeah. And I'm struggling. Yeah. You know, like bad. Yeah. And I mean, like even just thinking about like going through some business stuff recently, I've told Ashley, I've told her straight up, I'm like, nah, I'm not worried about it. I'm going to figure it out. She's like, but how? How are you figuring it out? Yeah. I don't know. You're not figuring it out. You need to really talk this through. Stop getting so overwhelmed. Let's talk about it. Let's figure this out together. And I was so stuck before trying to like not put my burdens on other people to a point where I would kill my own mental health to make sure everybody else was cool. Yeah. And that drained me to a point where it started affecting like my personal relationships, my relationship with my girlfriend, my relationship with my, my mom, my parents in general, yeah. like it, it was bad. Yeah. So it's like, you have to find the biggest thing I could say is find someone who really cares about your mental, because if it wasn't for her, I probably wouldn't have started going to therapy. And that's the one thing with a lot of men, men are afraid to seek that type of help. Cause we're supposed to be macho and like get this stuff and figure it out. And mm. now dude, it's like, it's like I've almost done a complete 180. Like if I can't figure something out, yeah, I'm going to have a hard time. But I don't have a problem with asking for help or opinions right? or, Hey, how did you get through this? Or, you know, like stuff like that. And it's, if you're with another thing, kind of just bouncing back on that. If you're with someone who constantly has problems to figure out, but can't give you, the same thing that they're looking for. So like for someone to talk to, someone to work with them through their situations, whatever, yeah. <laughs> where you're constantly trying to solve someone else's problems and you're constantly putting a back burner, it's not going to work. Right. No, I, uh, one of my relationships in undergrad was like that where <clears throat> I was dating this girl and she was like really struggling with her classes. And this just so happened to be a class that I had excelled in quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And I ended up tutoring uh, it was a math class, and I ended up tutoring, like, an algebra and trig course. It was, like, super basic. Yeah. Right, and I just finished the class that she was struggling with, and, like, I flew through it, right? Like, they – I think the university asked me to be, like, a tutor or, like, a, a teaching assistant for that course, but I was like, nah, I don't have the time for that. Like, I'll just do this basic one because, like, algebra and trig, like, once you're really good at all the other stuff – the algebra and trig just kind of came to me like like it was nothing. I didn't really have to think about it. Right. So, you know, I would tutor her and, and all that other stuff, but, you know, she would always just focus on her own problems, right? Like, oh, my parents are trying to get this house. Oh, my sister's upset about this. Oh, I'm, I'm upset about this class. Oh, I failed this exam. You know, like a lot of stuff that is valid, but in my head it was slightly minuscule, you know, because they're very common problems amongst that group of people, especially on a university campus. Yeah. Like everybody's worried about that, right? Like you're not in this by yourself. So like you need to kind of read the room and understand that like, you know, it, the university in this scenario doesn't revolve around you. Mm -hmm. Right. And um, there was at one point in time where like we were walking through and like my brother was sick. My brother's really sick, like almost dying yeah. sick. And I hadn't talked about it and like I just straight up told her I was like hey can like we kind of put your shit away for a second and like talk about you know like what I'm going through right now and she like scoffed at it and was like oh like why do you want to talk about that it's not that important and I was just like look like my brother almost died yeah. and he's like still not out of the woods yet and uh 
she like paused for a second. She was like, okay, let's talk about it for a minute. And I shit you not gave me like 10 minutes. And then went right back to her. And then went right back into her stuff. And then like right then and there, I was like, yeah, this is over. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. this is not going to last. Right. And then, you know, lo and behold, a couple of weeks went by and we broke up and went our separate ways. And, you know, like I, I look back on it and like, I wanted to like mourn the loss of the relationship, but I, I sat there and like, I was sitting there like trying to be sad about it, trying mm-hmm. to like let some anger out. And I was just like, honestly, like good. You know, <laughs> like I, I really just sat there. I was like, good. And I was still a little upset about it, but like, you know, looking back on it, I was just like, I was more disappointed in myself for putting myself in that situation. Right. Cause I invested. Right. That's, that's one of those things that I do is I invest. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I should be a little more, uh, frugal with it. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I mean like another thing, just kind of adding into that too. Um, one thing that I think a lot of people forget is that when they go through, when they go through like relationships like that, they focus mostly on what they learned about what they don't want another person to be yeah. like. But they also don't take in consideration of not to do that same thing to someone else. So, like, it's really easy. I mean, especially with how much we all got going on, it's really easy to get wrapped up in our own problems to a point where, like, we kind of not necessarily I don't want to say forget about other people's problems, but it's almost like you never feel like you can get enough of your stress out to someone to a point where it almost sounds like you're only talking about your issues mm-hmm. and you're not there for someone oh, else. Yeah. So it's like, for me, I know sometimes like I'll be going through a really hard month. Like, I mean, it's not like a day, not a week, a month. And at that point, like I'm just rambling to my significant other about it, you know? And sometimes it's hard for me to kind of take a step back and be like, hold up. I know I'm going through something, but she's probably going through stuff too. Yeah. So it's like, you need to always, always be there to check up on that person too. Like no matter what you're going through, like things get you hard. Be present, man. Man. You have to be present. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I feel like that's something everyone struggles with. Oh, for sure. You know, man. It's, it's so easy to get the, the, the like, the like tunnel vision. vision. Yeah, the tunnel it's, vision. It's straight like, up what it is. Like yeah. you think that your problems are the only problems that happen sometimes. And that's not always yeah. the case. Yeah. No, dude, I'm, I get like that quite a bit. I remember I was going through a, a another tough breakup in undergrad. And I think I probably talked to boss and like a handful of other friends about this for like, um, Mm, probably like a week or two mm-hmm. and then after that it's no it was more than a week or two <laughs> it was probably like three or four weeks yeah. for sure and uh even after that three or four week period of just talking about it it almost felt like i was just bothering people yeah <laughs> you yeah know what i mean because no, like, i just wanted to talk about it more and more because you know i i do this thing where i uh you know, I, I get out of a relationship and my immediate thought is like, where did I go wrong? What did yes. I do? Right. And, uh, you know, just constantly wrapping my head around like what, what happened. And I get almost obsessive about recording the entire situation back in my head. Like what, like trying to find the most minuscule detail to pinpoint it to. Right. And then lo and behold, it's just like, you know, Alex told me this not too long ago. It's like, sometimes, you know, you could be the sweetest peach on the tree, but those people just don't like peaches. Exactly. You know? And it's it's so true. I th- man, <laughs> like that one honestly gets me because it's like I feel like men in general. I, I'm sure women do it too, but obviously I can only speak from a man's perspective. Yeah. But I feel like we get out of relationships, and we go through this like I'm not enough. What did I do? Yeah. Like, well, it's just. A th- sorry to cut you off, no, but it's good. something we take pride in. Yeah, is being able to be successful in relationships. I I 100% agree with that, but I also feel like. 
at the same time, and this could just go with, again, going back to the whole topic of growth. Yeah. Accountability, I guess. But it's also like we, we pick ourselves apart and then you almost go through like the stage where you don't do anything about it. Like when you get into the next relationship, you haven't, if you don't take that time to really be able to grow, because there's a difference between, this is where I'm getting at. There's a difference between like, what's wrong with me? That's pity. That's not you actually trying to figure out what's wrong with me. You're sad, dude. Yeah. Like you're, you think that you're the cause. Like if you really want to be able to take accountability, you're able to look at a relationship and be like, okay, where did I go wrong? Where did they go wrong? How could we have been better? How will I make sure that this doesn't repeat the next time I get into a relationship? And if you're not ready to make sure, like, for example, if you're a little bit selfish or you, you know, you don't compromise again, selfish, it's a big thing when it comes to a lot of relationships with selfishness. Yeah. Um, how can you put yourself in the position to be able to compromise better before you get into another relationship? Because a lot of people will break up with someone, have that pity of, oh, I'm the problem, I'm the reason, and someone comes along and makes you feel good, and all of a sudden, all that pity that you felt, it's out the window, you forgot about it, yeah. and you didn't do the problem solving to be able to work on yourself. So now you get into that relationship, guess what? The cycle continues. Yeah. You're still selfish. Oh, this person doesn't agree with you. What do you mean you don't agree with me? Oh, then you're not the right person for me. Oh, what's wrong with me? No, bro, what's wrong <laughs> with you is that you never fixed your problems in the first place. Yeah. You know, like that yeah. that's literally it. And nobody wants to take the accountability to be able to be like, you know what, yeah, I need to take a step back. Yeah. I mean, even just kind of doubling down on it, like I've had people that I'm close with that will be in a such a toxic relationship. And they'll break up with their significant other, and then a week later they're back on Tinder. But the week that you guys just broke up, which could have been just five days ago. Right. Was You're hitting me up talking about like, <laughs> oh, I'm so sad. Like, I know it's my fault. I got to get together. Yeah, then get yourself together, dude. Yeah. Because guess what? You're either stringing the person along saying that you're going to become better or you're setting up the next person for failure that's going to freaking fall head over heels for you. Right. And then you're just going to let them fall right on their face because you're not ready to be committed yet. Yeah. If you're not ready to be committed, admit that. But yeah. don't keep stringing people along. Yeah, no, man, that's... Fucking good. Yeah, that's good stuff. It's, I mean, it's one of those things, like, it frustrates me so bad because, like, I've been there before, you know? Like, I've been the person to be in the wrong and not, like, admit it and yeah. see how it affects people around me. And me, I mean, I, I don't like hurting people. I don't like putting people in a position where they're disappointed, anything like that. So, like, seeing other people get disappointed by actions that I've done or, like, get disappointed by things that I said I was going to improve on and never do, it hurts. Mm. So it's like, do you do something about it? Do you take the accountability or do you let it hurt and then do the same shit over again? Yeah. It's, it's no, a cycle. Man, that, uh, that pity comment really opened my eyes there because that's self-pity, right? Because you're just trying to say like, oh, like, you know, you did everything so well. What's wrong with you? Yeah. You know, like, well, nothing's wrong with you. You know, like, there's, that's like in your head, you're kind of asking yourself and saying that to yourself, yeah. right? And, uh, you know, that's, that's low key. That's kind of like pick me behavior. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Like, that's really like pick me behavior is just like, you're so, like, I guess, like, in love with the idea of like you being perfect that you can't take the criticism even from yourself. Exactly. And it's like, dog, like, <laughs> like get your head out of your ass. Exactly. You know what I mean? I mean, like, not even crazy. that, like how you just said, like one thing, not only being like in love with 
that situation, but also being in love with the thought of being with a specific person. Yeah. To a point where when you get out of the relationship, again, what's wrong with me? But in that whole entire relationship, you knew there was a whole bunch of issues, but you chose to stay because you were in love with what you thought this could be. Yeah. You know, like that's a huge one. Yeah, bro. Because Infatuation. People, exactly. <laughs> and you, dude, people will hurt themselves so bad thinking that they're with the right person. Oh, bro. Meanwhile, they're not like, there could be family issues that you have completely disregarded for a long time that would never be able to work. Yeah. But you're like, oh, no, we can stick it through. Dog. How? Right here. <laughs> it's, right. it's the truth. Yeah. Like, it's, it's the, you're so infatuated with the thought of being with this specific person to a yeah, point bro. where you will, like, morals go out the window. Like, your thought process go out the window. You start bending backwards on things that you shouldn't. You question your, yourself and, like, the morals, like you just said. You start to question your morals yeah. and your ethics and all this shit that you based your life on. Yeah. And then you start to think like, but I can make it work. You know, like <laughs> but you're just how? obsessed with that idea. Like I can make it work because I've been in that like fucking seven times. Yeah, now, you know what I mean. And it's and then when that relationship fails again, you go through that. Like it's it's fine, dude. Everybody's <laughs> gonna have that pity me situation. Everybody is. You're gonna be sad. Heartbreak hurts. Yeah. Like there's no way around. There's no soft way to cut it. It sucks. But you have to be able to step back and look at what it was. Yeah. My last relationship, it took me a long time to be able to do that. I got out of that relationship because there was a lot of things that would not, that whole entire relationship, it was like over two years. It wouldn't have worked. Yeah. It wouldn't, there was no way, no chance it would have worked. But you're so in love with the thought of it working to a point where you completely just lose all, all common sense, to be yeah, honest. <laughs> And then it hits you like a sack of bricks when it's over, even though yeah. it shouldn't have, because you shouldn't have been there in the first place. Right. And like you you avoiding the uh accountability yeah. just kind of makes the like makes the impact of that that realization so much stronger. No, it does. <laughs> because then you get out of it, and you're like, oh man, I, that person was wrong. It was all their fault. Like, no, bro, I knew the whole time I shouldn't have been there. Like, come on. Man. <laughs> It's ridiculous. It really is. And it's just like the accountability part is like that comment is, is wild because literally I went through probably a good like two months of that accountability part of like, no, nah, oh, man, fault. like I was so in my head about like making the fairy tale thing happen. Yeah. dude. At probably two or three girls that I dated that I should have I had no business dating. Yep. You know, and I was just like, like one girl was like a three year thing. And surprisingly enough. It was a situation that I got over the quickest because there's a handful of things that I realized about the whole situation of like her not being the person that she portrayed herself to be, me going back on my own beliefs and trying to make it all work and, and you know, like putting aside my morals and my ethics. And I was like, who the fuck are you, dude? Like, yeah. just back out of it. Who cares? It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. You know, and then you know, the rest of it was just like, okay, like be disappointed that you wasted that much time, but don't dwell on it because like it's in the past, you know, it's like all you can really change is what's coming forward, right? What's coming next. Right. And that's basically what you were just saying. It's like, dude, it's, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a tough situation to be. So any young men watching, <laughs> especially, especially <laughs> young men, really look at the bigger picture. <laughs> Yeah, man. that's like the biggest thing, dude. It's like you really have to be able to take a big step back and say, like, is this is this going to make this this big picture prettier or am I just scribbling here? Mm -hmm. You know, that shit's crazy. Dude. Yeah, I'm telling you. Dude. <laughs>
Yeah. But you gotta you gotta realize it too. You know, like you you have to be like you said earlier, be present. Yeah. Because if you're not present with your thoughts, your emotions, the situations you're in, you're pretty much kind of just living this false reality, man. Yeah. You know, you could be thinking that everything is so great and it's not, and at the same time you're deteriorating your mental health. Bro, yeah, it's super important. Like I was watching the fights this weekend. I don't know if you saw them last night. Um, <clears throat> I caught some re some highlights. So. Patty, Patty the Batty, um, jumped onto his his post fight interview and shouted out mental health hard. Mm -hmm. Right, said, "Hey, you know, a few hours before I had to weigh in, I woke up to a call saying like one of my best friends back home killed himself." Yeah, right. And he's saying like, and I this is like kind of tacky to say, but it's like you'd rather have your boy crying on your shoulder or like sitting in the car with you until four or five in the morning talking about whatever problem that might seem super minuscule to everybody else. You'd rather be in that situation than go to his funeral. Yeah. And that is so like, it does sound so like, so like tacky to say, but it's such an important thing, dude. Cause like, bro, I'll say this right now, men's mental health, women's mental health, whoever's mental health, you were born as a person with a functioning brain you were born with tear ducts. You're meant to cry. You know, you're born with the ability to become mad, sad, happy, whatever, feel all these intricate and, and puzzling emotions. Mm -hmm. There's absolutely no reason why you should suppress that. But there is 100% a reason why you should be able to control those things. Yeah. Right. You should be able to feel them and understand like, okay, I felt this. I'm satisfied with this and not ride a high on whatever emotion that it, that it might be that you're feeling. Right. Because a lot of people ride high on anger because they think like, oh, like, you know, I've been a submissive person my entire life. But when I'm angry, I get what I want. That's not the way to go. About oh, it. yeah. You know, or yep. some people say, like, I I hate I hate uh, what is it? I hate confrontational situations. So I'm going to just throw the big hoodie on, you know, lay back in the corner and not really do anything. But, you know, they could also have all these hopes and aspirations where, like, you have to have confrontational you know, like, like abilities, you mm -hmm. have to be able to go through those, those, those situations. So like, you know, the, the main message really is just like, if you really do feel a certain way, there's absolutely no shame in, in seeking help or just talking about it to somebody, yeah. you know, like I always tell people like people that I just meet that for some reason open up to me quite a bit. I always tell them like, look, you know, I might not be the person to talk to about the situation. It's that's on your judgment. Depending on how you want to handle this situation, you need to find somebody to talk to. Oh, yeah. Right. Like if you don't have a best friend, like I almost tell them, like you, you just need like a, a friend or a brother or a sister or a mom or whoever to to just open up to. Mm -hmm. Right. And just share your your emotions. And if they're not the right person being like somebody who just brushes off that that conversation then go and find somebody else. But if you don't have that and you're willing to open up to me about all these things, talk to me. Yep. You know, like I've told a kid that was going through a lot of shit at the gym. Like I was like, dude, I know I'm super serious about working out and, and being fit and all this other stuff. If you're just having a rough day and you see me here just coincidentally and you want to talk, I'll stop my entire workout just to make your day better. All right. You know, like I could give a fuck about lifting the weights. I'm there to better myself, but if I have an opportunity to better somebody else, 
take that all day. Yeah, man. And like one thing I kind of want to double down on that you said too is like the noticing what you're feeling and then finding a way around that, like not riding the high. Yeah. Man, I, I, I've struggled with that. Dude. Not necessarily anger. And it, this, this comes from anything like depression. If you feel like you get what you want out of depression, that can lead to suicidal thoughts that can lead you down a really dark path. Yeah. Or you think that you are able to get what you want through anger. You know, now you start getting physical with people that you shouldn't necessarily get physical with. Right. My vice was anxiety. I would take on so much to a point where I knew I was going to get stressed out because it's like I execute so well under stress, like pressure. I, I, I do so well under pressure. I feel that. And it's like, yeah, it's true. Like if I got some pressure, it lights a fire in me to like, okay, I got to get this stuff done. But at the same time, like you shouldn't only be able to get stuff done when you have a whole bunch of pressure on you. Right. You know? And it's like, when you start feeling that, because what happens is like, you'd start dealing with anxiety. You start taking on more than what you can handle. Now it's almost like one, you don't accomplish one of the things that's on your list. Now you just killed your confidence. Yep. You know, you, you feel like, like confidence, like you feel like you can't achieve what you were looking for. Yeah. Looking to get done. Um, it leads into bad anxiety issues to a point where you're just overworked and you don't want to admit that to yourself or admit that to other people that maybe you've pushed things a little too hard. So now you start pushing harder to a point where anxiety attacks can come in. Yeah. You start like I've had blackouts, man, where I took on so much at one point and never gave myself a break over the span of a little over a year, just constantly go, 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 go. To a point, I just blacked out, lost myself completely. Yeah, I'm not a physical person. I never got physical, but to a point where like my anxiety turned into anger, and that's when it like freaked me out. I'm like, yo, that's never happened before. Right, and like, like you come back too, and like tears are streaming, and you're yeah. like, phone's broken, or or whatever the case may have been, and you feel crushed. Right, yeah, and you're just like, damn, like you feel crushed. Yeah. So it's like that's one that was my breaking point to kind of realize, okay, I need to go and talk to someone. Yeah, which. Anybody that's going through something, I'm a huge, like, everybody always talks about, like, mental health and doing this and taking mental health day and all that. But, like, I feel like there's a huge stigma behind actually going and talking to someone. Yeah. You know, and yeah, I feel like, yeah. I feel like out of anything you could do, that's one of the biggest things. Yeah. I mean, especially with anxiety. Well, I mean, that's, that's one thing, like, so to go back on the men's mental health thing, it's a lot of men are afraid to be vulnerable. Yeah. Right. A lot of men are afraid to kind of show that soft side or put all the shields down and and kind of show people who they really are. Mm -hmm. You know, they hide behind facades of, like, weightlifting and, and being, like, that macho man or, or, you know, making a shit ton of money or whatever the case may be or, or a combination of all of those. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when they're feeling stressed or whatever, they just kind of hit one of those vices, right? It could be an emotional vice. It could be drugs. It could be alcohol. It could be anything. Yeah. Right? And that's just kind of how men cope with or deal with anything. Um. Okay, what I would say is because I'm a high-functioning person, Yeah. right? You're a high-functioning person. I think everybody in our group is a high-functioning person. 100%. Um, what I would say, and this is something that I kind of told you, is that I'm selfish with my growth mm -hmm. all the time. It's hard for me to share that with anybody. It's hard for me to really, like, I take pride in growing, mm -hmm. right? So when somebody says, like, oh, I contributed to that, I really think back and try to prove them wrong before I say anything. And that could be a toxic trade. It could just be who I am. But, like, I, I'm not super comfortable with it, but I'm okay with it right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
when I go through things, right, and I reflect back on my old situations and I, and I really try to learn everything I possibly can from them to the point where I feel there's no need to reflect on those situations anymore and I figure them out, I think that's good growth, right? But when it comes to situations where I'm just like, man, why can I not figure this shit out? And I just want to continue to figure it out. Like now it's becoming inefficient for me to try to do this. It's affecting my work life. It's, it's affecting my relationships with my family and my friends. It's affecting like the things that I want to do in my free time and like overall my mental health. Mm -hmm. That's a good sign to say, yeah, I should probably talk to somebody. Yeah. No matter how minuscule, quote unquote, like air quotes, how minuscule that, that problem might be to you or me or anyone. That is like the perfect sign to say like, okay, like, you know, I can solve this kind of puzzle, right? This kind of puzzle representing your problems or, or your, your old situations, right? But once you reflect on another situation that, that happened to you mm -hmm. and you cannot figure it out for the life of you and you just don't know where, what piece goes where, that's to me like a red flag or a green flag to say, hey, you know what? Time to go ask for some help. Yeah, man. I need a hint here. Go, go see a therapist. Go talk to your friends. Go do this. Go do that. Go for a walk. Go, go take your mind off of it and then revisit it. Yeah, right. But if if it's still one of those things where you revisit constantly, and it's something that you just cannot figure out, that is a perfect green flag to say, hey, I'm going to call in the pro. Right. This guy's this guy knows how to solve puzzles. He might not know how to solve this puzzle, but he can give me a hint. Yeah. Right. And yeah. that's, that's what I think therapy's for. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I mean, the one thing too, like kind of going back with the, like the selfishness with growth. Um, I get that. Like I, I can relate to a certain extent, but it's like at the same time, I feel like I kind of held myself back a little bit with that thought because like, it's almost like the, like one of those stupid quotes like Drake said, he weren't with me shooting at the gym. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like Kobe doing the work all by himself. Like those people still had situations that helped them grow. You know, like again, going back to Drake, he didn't have Lil Wayne. He wasn't going to, he wouldn't be who he is today. Yeah. You know, Kobe had help along the way. He had a, a like, when you want to talk about someone with work ethic, first off, I'm Kobe's not discrediting Kobe's anything. Kobe's the guy, dude. Kobe is the guy. Yeah. But at the same time, he still had the tools around him that helped him grow. Yeah, he drew he inspiration well. from Mike. Yeah. You yeah. see all those videos of him and Mike literally frame for frame doing the exact same shit. Exactly. Like years apart, too. Like So, like, who, <laughs> who helped him grow when yeah. they gave him basketball? Yeah. For me, I mean, I've got my friends that have helped me grow in, like, ways I can't even explain, whether mm -hmm. it's just, like, pushing my pushing me to be better or like a mindset i mean my relationship she's helped me grow 10x and like mental health in general Man. like for the longest time dude like i was literally that person that was like i'm figuring this out i don't need anybody yeah. backs against the wall that stupid thing that people say where like everybody's against me i got doubters i got haters no one's paying attention Fuck to you that. yeah dude no one's paying attention <laughs> yeah, to you bro. so it's like get your head out of your own ass yeah and also don't be afraid to ask for help don't be afraid to look like a fool, but there's like people are going to be there for you to help you grow if they're the right if they're if if you allow the right people in. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, because I mean, like that's that's a. I just thought of like maybe a perfect way to put it, but it kind of makes sense to me in my head right now. You're a droplet in the ocean, but you can still make waves. Yeah. Right. Like you are very very easily to look over. Anybody is a, is that person, right? They're just tiny. Yeah. But at the same time. If you do the right things, 
people are going to notice. Exactly. You know, and and that's just what it is. Like, it, and by doing the right things, it, I'm not saying like you have to succeed in anything. Doing the right things could just be, oh, I am going to therapy. Oh, I am holding myself accountable. Oh, I am talking to my friends. Oh, I am putting my work down after a 12-hour day. And I'm going to go talk to my friends and not think about work. Yeah. You know, oh, like, like shit like that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, those are the things that can make, make waves really. It's because you have to understand like that balance in your life. Yeah. And when it comes to your growth as well, it's like, you don't want to think like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to tackle this all on my own and chip away at it until it's, it's easily like it, I can handle it very easily. No, it's like, bro, if you need help, just go get the fucking help. Exactly. You know, there's no there's no point in that. Like, exactly. like I've I've lost people to it. Um I've lost friend like relationships to it. I've lo- like there's there's struggles that I went through with like I guess my brothers where like we we didn't ask each other for help when we should have and like we kind of watched each other str- like suffer from it. Mm-hmm. And like those things are things that I guess I could regret. But at the same time, it's just like, okay, I've learned from that, right? Instead of having that, like, kind of playful brotherly pride where it's like, oh, like, I'm better than so-and-so or I can handle this better than they can because, you know, I'm the youngest or, or the oldest or whatever the case is. Yeah. Right? Like, you can just go to them and say, like, oh, like, like from my from my instance, like, my oldest brother, Mehdi, uh, you know, he's a super wise person. Right. But a lot of the time I struggled so much with communicating with him because I had such a big ego. Yeah. Right. That we would literally start talking about something that we both liked. And every single time we like we finished our conversations, it would be like it would be after like hours of yelling at each other. Yeah. You know, and and one day I finally just sat myself down and I was like, something's wrong here because this is my big brother that I used to straight up getting into physical altercations with my friends about who can sit next to him on the bus yeah, right. on the way to school. Right. You know, like shit like that. Like I idealize this man and I'm not putting any like, like shade on my other brother. Like I idealized him too, but there was a moment where I had to really think like, what's the situation? Is it me or is it him? Mm-hmm. And then I thought about it. I'm like, Oh, it's just me because I'm pissed off about school. I'm pissed off about my situation. I'm not making any money. I'm I'm single and I'm lonely and I'm on all these other things. And Medi's the punching bag that I can take it out. Yeah. yeah. Right. And then I sat down and I was like, oh, that's my fault. So I eventually addressed the situation with him and told him, hey, every time we talk, we're yelling. Mm -hmm. I want to make it so that we're not yelling at each other ever again. Or if we do end up yelling at each other, we know how to handle it. Right. And it's something that we worked on, Yeah, you know, now I can sit and have amazing conversations with him for hours. Right. And I can do that with my other brother too, but it's just such an amazing resource to have that insight. Right. And I'm not saying that like, Oh, you need to have an older brother to do this. No, it's like, if you have a friend that you absolutely love, but you hate talking to just address it. Yeah. Right. Or if you have a girlfriend that you absolutely love, but you know, there's a certain situation that she puts you in, occasionally that you hate being in talk to her about talk it to and her, yeah. vice versa if you have a boyfriend and like just talk to them about it mm-hmm. you know like that's just it's it's so important to to really be vulnerable in a sense you know like like this girl i was talking to before on her first date she met me and she was like you're like 
she's like, you genuinely just really surprised me. And I was like, why? She goes, well, you're this like giant hulking dude, right? But you're so open about like talking about your feelings and like really getting in depth on like, like just random things, you know? And she's like, I'm just some girl that you met on this first date. Yeah. Right. Like, why are you so okay with this? And I told her, I was like, well, like I work out because I love to, right? I work out because I enjoy being physically fit and athletic and, and whatever. But at the same time, it's like, I won't say it's a hundred percent this, but part of it is I'm big enough and strong enough to handle myself. And it, and that shows for itself. Yeah. It gives me the opportunity and the flexibility to, to kind of show off the rest of me. I don't have to make that my, 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 like my trait, you know, I don't have to make that like something that, that is who I am or a characteristic, right? It's just, it's there. I've been acknowledged by it a million times now, right? Like I know it's there. I have the confidence that I'm not too small or too weak or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So like, why would I need to have that persona and show that off even more and lean into it that much harder when I have all these other like, like cool things in my bag, right? Mm -hmm. Like that I can show off. So that's like my whole take on that. It's like, you, you don't have to build yourself just off of one thing. Like I like being a jack of all trades that the idea of that is amazing to me. Well, and one thing too, I mean, this is kind of not really switching topics, but just something I thought of when you said that is I feel like people have to get past the, if I have this, it'll make me feel better. You know, like getting in the gym. Yeah. Oh, if I'm jacked, like people are going to like me more. I'm going to feel better. Or, oh, if I, uh, if I, you know, start a business, I'm going to be able to be the next so-and-so and make millions of dollars right away. And then I'm going to feel great about myself or I'm able to buy a Lamborghini, whatever, you know, like those things aren't going to make you feel better. You know, you have to actually find what makes you happy yeah. and execute on that every single day. I don't go to the gym to look jacked 24 seven to impress anybody. I don't care what you think of me, dude. Yeah. I go to the gym cause I love it. Yeah. I didn't start a business because I wanted to be a multimillionaire and just have all this money and just be sitting up doing whatever I wanted. No, dude, I want to contribute to society in some type of way. Yeah. And it's not even the thought like we chase, we chase feeling. Like you, you chase the thought of if I achieve this, how is it going to make me feel? And yeah. that is the wrong way to go about doing anything. Right. Because when you finally get there, you're like, what's next? Yeah. You know, and I mean, to add on to that, like what you were just saying, like, I don't do this because it makes me feel good. I do it because I just love it. Yeah. Right. Like I didn't start this podcast because I'm looking for another source of income or I'm, I'm doing this or doing that. I'm, I started this because I have really good conversations with people. Yeah. And I genuinely believe I have a skill in that. And then I have these really good conversations with people and they tell me, Hey, Abe, like that really fucking helped me. Yeah. You know? And so now basically the whole idea of this is just record these really good conversations with people. Hopefully it resonates with some kid out there, whether it's a guy or a girl or somebody who's older than us and just feels like they're fucking lost too. Exactly. Right. And if it resonates with them and it puts them on the right track or if it just puts a fucking smile on their face or whatever, then I'm happy with it. Yeah. You know, that's all that fucking matters to me. Like I'll do this. If I do this for 10 years and I get no more than like a thousand views on one video, I don't give a shit. Yeah. But if I get one message that tells me like, hey, dude, like you really made my fucking day with that. You really opened my eyes or Matt really opened my eyes when he said this on your pod. Like that alone is like, fuck yeah, like, I'm doing the right thing. Yeah. I got exactly what I'm looking for out of it, but I'm also doing something that I love. 100%. Because I mean, really, when you break it down at the end of the day, we're every single person. No one has it figured out. 
Never. No one has it Never, figured out. ever, dude. Every single day that you are here, if you are not progressing in some type of way or you're trying to figure out how to be better or just figure out how to just work around a situation a little bit better, I don't usually like using the word failing, but essentially you're failing. Yeah. You know, like don't go around looking at other people. Social media is a really big thing for us to all look at now, especially within the last 10 years since it's 10 plus years that it's been around. Yeah. We see highlights. We think these people have it figured out. No, man. No. I mean, the big thing is like some people are fake it till you make it. But some of these people are just starting to figure it out. But then something still comes up in their everyday life where they don't know what they're doing. But what do they do? They stop. No, you're not supposed to. You you're supposed yeah. to figure it out. Exactly. Yeah. That's the point of life. That there, you're supposed yeah. to. If you you are placed on this world to do bigger things and just exist. Yeah. That's Ad, yeah. That's ad, it. Adversity is there for you to overcome. Exactly. It's in your life. You welcome it. Yeah. You know, don't don't go to mountaintops screaming adversity come and strike me down. Yeah. But live your life, and if, if adversity comes, like you need to, you need to address that in the way you see fit right don't point at other people don't look at other people to solve yeah. your problems either. That, that's a problem for you to solve yeah right but if you go and say like hey therapist i need help solving this problem or this thing happened to me and it gave me this issue that's fine yeah you know like it's not saying that like yeah it's it's all this burden for you to carry it's like go and do what you see fit to get over it yeah but if getting over it means Oh, since this happened to me, I'm just gonna treat everybody I meet like shit. No, man, it's a cop out. Right? Yeah. Like, oh, so so this girl broke my heart and she cheated on me. So I'm just gonna go and and be a player and and like womanize, and like you know just just do whatever I want with women and, and disregard their feelings. Yeah. Right. Like, no. Dude. And that's just like you said. Like, it, it makes no sense because you got cheated on, so now you're gonna become that same asshole. Yeah, bro. Like that's the thing. It's like, why would you let one bad apple ruin the entire tree? Or why would you let one bad apple completely change the way you think? You yeah. didn't like the way that made you feel. Yeah. Why are you going to go and make someone else? Like, if it hurts you that bad, if you're a good person, you're not going to want other people to feel the hurt that you felt. Exactly. So that part makes no that makes no sense yeah. to me. Well, I mean, yeah, that's the thing. Like, when you just said, like, if you're a good person, I, I'm a bit of an optimist in the sense of, like, I love to see the good in people. Yeah. I'll always assume somebody's doing something good before I think that they do something bad. Like my main, like my gut knee jerk reaction is like, oh, so-and-so is like in trouble or like, oh, so-and-so did something. I'll immediately think like maybe they did it because like the situation pushed them to do that, like do that. Mm -hmm. Right. It's not like, oh, like my friend took my car keys because he forgot something in my car not because, you know, he's a little buzzed and he went on a joyride to to do whatever yeah right like my whole thing is like i'll think like oh no he just needed something from my car he'll be right back yeah yeah right not like my other friend saying like oh no he, he took your car dude the thing's gone yeah right like that's that's my whole thing but like by nature i believe people innately are good oh yeah it's the things that make them forget how to be good that make them bad. Exactly. Right. Like they, they, they come up to that breakup, right. That, that girl that cheated on them or that guy that cheated on them. Right. And they just think, well, you know, if the world's this shitty to me, then I might as well add to it. <laughs> like, yeah, like yeah. what's the, what's the point in that? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like you, you had all these hopes and all these dreams and, and like in your relationship goals and you know, one didn't work out. So now you're just going to, like butcher the rest of them until you finally get sick of that that repetitive cycle Mm -hmm. 
like that's not that's not right. It's easy, but it's Again, not it's a cop right. It's you not know, right. it's yeah. really fucking easy to do, but it's not right to do. Like you're you're just creating more of that. Mm-hmm. You know, by by like this this giant path of destruction, you're just creating more of that. Yeah. So. You know, you got to really remember why you want to do things, mm-hmm. right? Like Inky Johnson has this amazing quote, and I live by this guy. Is um, he always says, "I'm a firm believer in." You know, no one. What is it? Or the only reason people—it goes something like this: the only reason people forget what they're supposed to do in life is because life makes them forget why they're supposed to be doing it. Yeah. Right. Like they they say they want to do something and the first bit of adversity comes along and just throws them off track and they give up. Yeah. Or maybe a little bit more adversity comes along and they got through some of it, but they're just like, man, this keeps happening. I'm tired of it. I'm done. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's just one of those things where like you just have to keep your head down and and and, and push through it. And don't have expectations. Yeah, that you know, too. Like you can't can't go into a situation with expectations, especially if it's a situation you've never traveled in before, man. Right? Yeah, because it that just creates disappointment. Exactly. Yeah. Last few minutes, if you'd like to just kind of tell everybody what you're up to, what you're what's going on in your life, tell them about DET and things that you're that you're about to do, the big things with your your, your drop coming soon. Yeah, man. Yeah. So I'm again, as you said in the beginning, I'm Matt. Um, I do own a a athletic apparel company. Do extraordinary things. Bring me down to DET. Um, we will be having a launch here, actually, our summer launch. We're aiming for August. Uh, if I want to throw a date out there, I'm going to say August 1st, but we'll see. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, just closing it out, really, I guess the, the one thing that we really focused on is just, well, the last, one of the last statements was just live life without any expectations. Uh, adversity is going to come, but it doesn't mean that, it doesn't mean that what you're, you're aiming for isn't going to happen. Again, a no doesn't mean no. It just means not now. So it's just just work through things, take accountability, and just keep on pushing through. And anything that you really put your mind to, as cliche as it sounds, you really can't make it happen. Thanks, you guys, for tuning in. Uh, that's episode two of Figuring It Out. And I uh, hope to see you next time.